0: Welcome to the X Plus One podcast, where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and welcome to episode six of the battle series, where we're talking about the various battles that we face and how we can look to Jesus as the redeemer of it all and find victory in him in the midst of our battles. Today, I want to talk about the battle of decision making. Almost all of us struggle with making decisions on some level. It may be the most minute of things, like where to eat dinner, or the grandest of things, like what vocation to pursue, or what person to ask out. In all things, our decision-making reveals our trust and also our priorities. The area of life where you struggle the most in making decisions is the area of your life where you trust God the least. So today I want to talk about that trust. Where do you trust God the least and how can we trust Him more so that the decision-making becomes all that much easier? How can we rest in His providence and live free of our conscience, when it comes to decision-making again think of the area where you struggle making decisions the most and you'll know the area of your life where you trust God the least my encouragement to you today in regards to decision-making is to make a decision before I begin my analysis and my take on this battle first I just want to recommend a book called just do something by Kevin DeYoung. I read this book at the beginning of last year and it helped me tremendously the area of my life where I struggle with decision-making the most and where I trust God the least is with relationships. So at the time I read DeYoung's book, I had just gotten to college, and I was mulling whether or not to pledge a fraternity. I had become good friends with a, a few guys who had already decided to pledge, and frankly, I was afraid of losing their friendship. So, like I normally do when faced with a difficult decision, I prayed. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. God, give me wisdom. Lord, I need wisdom. Lord, help me with this decision. I was nervous. I was scared. I felt like if I made the wrong decision, I'd have no friends or that I'd be friends with the wrong people. And the Lord was giving me wisdom, but for the longest time, I couldn't tell what he wanted me to do. I just kept walking. I kept attending events in hopes that he would make the decision more clear. After reading DeYoung's book, he really, really helped me understand what God's will is more definitively. My fear with decision-making is that I will mess up God's will. At the source of any area of your life where you are struggling to make a decision lies a fear of messing up God's will. The beauty in that, however, is that no matter what you do, you cannot mess up his will for your life. And DeYoung makes God's will very very clear. He says, "It is to love him with our whole hearts, to obey his word, and after that, to do what we desire." I believe we overcomplicate God's will, and in doing so, we overcomplicate decision making. So today, To encourage you in your battle with decision-making, I want to be as concise and as simple as possible. So how do we discern the will of God? How do we make the right decision? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In these verses, in verse 2, Paul is saying that as we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, we can discern the will of God, which is good, it's acceptable, it's perfect. And the ability to discern the will of God starts with the mind renewal. And the beginning of mind renewal starts in verse 1, where Paul says we ought to present our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. If you are living out your life with the mindset of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, where you are day in and day out emptying yourself for the sake of Christ, you are offering up your life as a living sacrifice to him. And when you are doing that, you are living in fear or reverence to the Lord, which is described as the beginning of all wisdom and knowledge in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. Now to simplify all that, when we offer up ourselves as living sacrifices to the one true God, where our whole lives are Christ and we seek to bring him glory in all that we do, our minds are being renewed and we begin to think about what God thinks about. We begin to care about what God cares about. In other words, we begin to think and we begin to care about what matters. In being a living sacrifice unto the Lord, we are then given the wisdom to discern the will of the Father. So if you're wondering how to discern God's will right now, uncertain of a decision you need to make and believing you may lack the wisdom to make it, take the focus off of yourself and seek to live as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And He will give you the wisdom to discern His will. Now many of you listening right now may already be doing this. You may be thinking, Luke, I'm running after Jesus with my whole heart, offering up myself as a living sacrifice yet, I don't know what to do with X decision that I need to make. Do I ask out the girl I like? Do I tell him how I feel? Do I apply for this job or do I quit the job I'm in currently? What college do I attend or what social group should I get involved in? And so on and so on and so on. You may be asking these questions with the context of pursuing Jesus with your whole heart. Yet here you are, confused about his will. Well, let me just say that God is not the God of confusion. And in pursuing Jesus with our whole hearts, offering up our lives as living sacrifices to him, and having our minds renewed to think like he thinks, our desires become more like his. So with our desires shifting to be more like Christ as we live for him, that means that if you are pursuing Jesus with your whole heart, with all of you, and you're offering up your life as a living sacrifice to him, the desires on your heart are most likely on his heart too. So if there are enduring desires on your heart, desires that persist as you live solely for Christ, there is a very, very high chance that those those desires are on God's heart as well. Now we know God gives us wisdom when we ask without reproach. He will not leave you confused. So when we ask for wisdom surrounding a particular decision, God will give us, he will give you the wisdom you need to make it. Many of us receive the wisdom of God and just sit on it. We don't do anything with it. Instead of approaching a door to see whether God will open it or whether he will keep it shut, whether he will close it, we just sit back and we pray about whether or not to just approach the door. For many of you, God has already given you all the wisdom that you need to approach the door. Now you just need to walk in faith and let him open or close it. For us, God desires exercised faith in him. In Psalm 37, Proverbs 16, Proverbs 20, we're told that the Lord directs our steps. We're not told that he walks for us. We're told that as we walk, he guides, he directs. Some of us, quite frankly, are afraid to walk. We're afraid to make a decision. Trust that God will direct your steps. The decisions you make and the doors that you approach may not end the way that you willed it to, but it will end the way God willed it to. And isn't that what we want? God's will to be done and not our own. Make a decision. Approach the decision-making doors of your life and let God open the ones he wants you to walk through and let him close the ones that he doesn't. Don't just sit back and continue to pray for the wisdom to approach the door. God wants us to walk. He won't walk for us. I mean, that's faith. Have faith and trust that he will guide your steps and have freedom. Knowing that the decisions that you make cannot affect his perfect will for your life. Make a decision. Now, I don't desire my words today to be perceived as us needing to make more reckless decision making. That's not what I mean. Be prudent in prayer. Be cautious. Be steadfast. Take everything to the Lord. Keep walking. At some point, and maybe you're at this point, maybe you're not. At some point, God will give you all the wisdom you need to make a decision. And you will not receive fullness of clarity until you make the decision based on the wisdom that God has given you. I personally, I've really tried to simplify my decision-making process recently to just these two questions. Will this honor God? In other words, does this decision that I'm making align with Scripture? Because God will not give anyone, he won't give me wisdom That tells me to do anything that goes against his word. He won't give you wisdom that tells you to do anything that goes against what scripture says. And then secondly, I ask myself, will this decision make it easier for me to further his kingdom? Will it provide peace? This one's a really big one for me because I think a lot of us don't have peace over certain circumstances in our life. And I haven't either. But we do know that God keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him. So I've based a lot more of my decisions on whether or not they will give me peace because sometimes I've had desires that I wasn't sure if it was from the Lord or if it was of the flesh. And so metaphorically, I just sat on my hands with them and those desires persisted. So I went forth and I approached those doors and I've seen God give me answers and guide my steps with my acts of faith. He has given me peace. He has given me clarity with the fraternity. These are the questions that I asked. And God gave me the wisdom that I needed to make the decision, which was ultimately not to pledge. I felt like he gave me enough wisdom to know that I could further his kingdom more effectively if I were not in a fraternity. So I didn't pledge. But he didn't give me fullness of clarity until I acted on the wisdom that he gave me. Man, as, as wonderful as it would be to ask God for wisdom surrounding a particular decision, and he just sends an angel to you telling you exactly what to do, it doesn't happen that way for us. He doesn't send clarity when we ask for wisdom. He gives us wisdom. Many of us live as if wisdom and clarity are the same things when in reality, they are not at all. They are two different things. Wisdom and clarity are two different things. Wisdom is the ability to distinguish, whereas clarity is the receiving of the distinguished. You can't receive clarity without first acting on the wisdom in which you've been given. If you're looking for clarity surrounding some decision that is on your heart You will not receive it until you act on the wisdom that God has given you, the wisdom that God freely gives without reproach to those who ask and do not doubt. If you want clarity, walk in wisdom. Walk. Make a decision. Again, God promises to direct our steps, but not to make them for us. Walk in faith. Approach the doors of decision-making and let God open and close them. Don't continue to pray about whether or not to approach them. God has made that answer very, very clear in Scripture. And that answer is to walk. Make a decision. If you want clarity, walk in wisdom. Now on the subject of walking, I want to leave you with this. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17 reads, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be prudent in the way you walk. Yes, I've told you to walk. Yes, I've told you to be confident. But be cautious. Be prudent. There is a difference between confidence and recklessness. Make decisions confidently, but don't make them recklessly. God has a plan for your life that you can know, and he enables us to do everything that he requires don't underestimate the power of God to make himself known. He will show you his will. He will give you the wisdom. He will give you all the wisdom you need to make all decisions and to walk in faith. Proverbs 16:9 says, "The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And Proverbs 16:33 says, "The law is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So from the big decisions that have been heavy on your heart, to the little random, seemingly unimportant decisions like casting lots, they all fall under God's providence. Your every decision is being directed by the Lord, and you and I need to trust that His direction and plan is best. Remember, the area of your life where you struggle the most in making decisions is the area of your life where you trust God the least. Make a decision. Walk. And walk confidently. Knowing that Christ is guiding you like a lamp to your feet. He is showing you where to go. Follow him. Follow Christ. Make a decision. I hope these words today can help you in your decision making. I hope you leave encouraged and more confident. Knowing that God truly has a perfect plan for your life. A perfect plan. A perfect will. And you need to just walk. Just walk. It's that simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Just keep walking. I love you guys. God bless.